Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You don't want to overreact one way or another. We already know by now what these baseball teams are. When, you know, last week or, or earlier, I guess this week, what is it today now? Wednesday. So on Monday morning, it was let's not overreact to the Yankees and say that they're done. And oh my God, how could they get swept by the Red Sox? Or last night or yesterday morning, it was, hey, let's not overreact to a dominant performance by the Mets because you know what's right around the corner with this team. I've seen it before. I'm not getting sucked in. And both those have come to fruition where the Yankees bounce back and get a big win over the Mariners. Now, look, I mean, they scored three runs. It wasn't like the Yankees hit the cover off the ball and they scored all three runs in the first two innings. And Billy McKinney, a Yankee legend, hitting a, a two-run homer. Um, it's nice to see Anthony Rizzo actually wake up and get going. He had three hits. But McKinney with the big blow with the two-run homer. And that would be all that Garrett Cole would need as Cole gives you the A performance. Seven and a third innings. Dominant out there. Even showed some feistiness going at the Seattle Mariners. That is what a true ace does. Not the feistiness. The idea that he goes out there and is the stopper for this Yankee team. And shuts down Seattle. And then Clay Holmes picks him up and closes the game out. And that is your A game for the Yankees. Cole to Clay Holmes. They get a couple of hits, like we said, with Rizzo with three hits. Billy McKinney with the home run. And the Yankees get a 3-1 win. And all of a sudden, you start to feel a lot better about this team. It's just one win. But you feel a lot better about this team ending the four-game losing streak. And we'll see what they can do here the next couple of days against Seattle and Texas. But I told you, coming off of the sweep uh, you know, by the Red Sox, that let's not panic here. Let's not overreact. Let's not ride this roller coaster. And bury the Yankees. We've seen this before. We've seen this before with the Yankees. And especially knowing that Harrison Bader was going to be back in that lineup. And for whatever reason, he has been a big difference for this team. Had a base hit, scored a run last night as well. But Bader coming back has changed things. And you look at the lineup, it does make it feel a lot different, even with just that one guy who's not named Aaron Judge back in there. So at least for a night, all is well with the Yankees getting a much-needed win ending the losing streak. The other thing that's great about the Yankees from last night, Carlos Rodon actually pitching in a rehab game. I didn't think I'd see it. Carlos Rodon throwing a pitch in a Yankee uniform, albeit a minor league Yankee uniform, Somerset minor, uh, you know, Somerset uniform. But Carlos Rodon is starting to work his way back. And maybe you see him here coming up after the All-Star break. This is going to make, what, three rehab starts? So uh, I would expect that you're going to see Carlos Rodon if everything goes well. I don't think they're going to rush him back before the All-Star break. I'd be surprised at this point. You'd see Rodon after the All-Star break, which is also encouraging for the Yankees. And the biggest key with all this is obviously going to be getting Aaron Judge back, and maybe that's the most discouraging thing is that Brian Cashman said yesterday, yeah, they still don't know. They still don't know what's going on, which is very concerning because we know that if Aaron Judge is out for any extended period, this team is dead. And I shouldn't say extended period, meaning you know even a, a month or two. If Aaron Judge is not back until, let's say, August, He's going to be out a while, but he'll still be able to come back plenty of time to get this Yankee team in the postseason 
and still have everything out there in front of them. And I guess that's where the biggest difference is with this Yankee team versus the Mets is that everything is still out there in front of the Yankees. They could still get guys back. They could still get healthier. They could still have guys perform to a much higher level that haven't been getting the job done. You could still have you know a call up with Peraza bringing him up and move some things around. Maybe they look to trade Glaber Torres, move Volpe to second, bring Peraza up. There are plenty of different ways they could do it, but the Yankees still have everything out in front of them. The Mets do not. And with the Mets from last night, you know, we were telling you that you don't want to overreact to a dominant Max Scherzer performance. But you did have reason to hope, based off of what Scherzer did, based off what the offense did, that, hey, all right, maybe this can be a time where the Mets get it turned around. Do you realize... You know, look no further for the Mets' struggles than the simple fact that the combination of Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander have led the Mets to wins in consecutive starts once the entire season. Now, there are plenty of reasons for that, but I don't care about what the excuses are, what the reasons are. The reality is, the entire year, we're now mid-June, approaching the end of June. And it's going to be 4th of July weekend. We're almost out of June now. So you're talking about getting to the end of June with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander together, went in that rotation together, back-to-back, which obviously hasn't been the whole year. But since they've come back, and since they've pitched in that rotation together, back-to-back, The Mets have only won both their starts, consecutive starts, once. That was the doubleheader against Cleveland. I was actually at one of those games. I was at the first game that Max Scherzer pitched on that Sunday afternoon out of Titty Field. Then Justin Verlander went Sunday night. That's it. And then you wonder why this team stinks. Because the $86 million men atop their rotation, fitting, 86, I get it, have not been winning games for the Mets. The Mets, if you can't win games that Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander start, it's just not going to happen. And you thought maybe this would be the second time that it would happen. Scherzer dominates the night before. Verlander against his former team. Well, I know you're going against Framber Valdez. But you, know, you thought, all right, well, maybe you know what they're due to have consecutive wins with these two guys on the mound. It shouldn't be that hard. But the Mets make it look impossible, whether it's against Atlanta, whether it's against the Yankees, whether it's against anybody else. You've got to be able to win their games. And they just haven't done it. And it wasn't really, you know, a bad outing from Justin Verlander, although it wasn't great. I I don't know why he would groove a fastball 3-0 to Bregman, of all people. No, that's a guy you expect to swing 3-0 and mash one, and he did exactly that. Verlander, seven innings, four runs. It's not the worst thing, but it's not ace-like. And when you're going up against Framber Valdez, one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, who was better than Verlander. See, Nobody is supposed to be better than Scherzer and Verlander when they take them out. That's what they're there for. That's what they're getting paid for. Not that it's realistic to say they're going to be the best pitchers in baseball, but they're getting paid to be the best pitchers in baseball. And they haven't been the best pitchers in baseball. And there's no shame in losing to Valdez, who shut the Mets down over eight innings. Nine strikeouts allowed just the two earned runs, both of them coming in his final inning, in the eighth inning. This is a bigger picture thing where we would normally, if the Mets were doing what they were supposed to do, beating the likes of the Cubs and Rockies or Pirates or Cardinals, I mean, pick a team, Nationals, whatever, pick a team, Tigers. If the Mets were beating those teams that they should be better than, that they should be beating, then losing a game into the Astros with Valdez on the mound, I don't care if it's Verlander or not, Wouldn't be that big of a deal. But, of course, the Mets didn't 
do what they were supposed to do, haven't taken advantage of the lesser teams on their roster or on their schedule. And now every game they lose is even that much more important because there's no more wiggle room. Can't give any back. Got to start making some ground up. Forget about on the Braves or the wild card spot, just in general, getting to 500. And it can't do that with losing. And I don't know how much longer we could all beat our heads against the table saying, oh, okay, well, now they're going to go on or on. Well, now this will start it. Like we've seen it. It's been the same exact thing for months, almost two whole months for both Scherzer and Verlander in that rotation. And they just can't get it going. So in closing, the overreaction to one win after Scherzer and the dominant performance. And I told you, you don't want to do that. Not with this team. We've seen, unfortunately, we've seen too much bad. And with the Yankees, I've seen this story plenty of times. You guys want to go nuts and criticize the Yankees and say that they're not any good. And uh, I don't know how Cashman could build this team to, to not win a World Series, whatever. The Yankees are good. And even when they're bad, they're good. They will win 90-plus games. They will be in the postseason. They will make a run at the World Series this year. I know it. As long as Judge comes back, at some point, it will happen for the Yankees. And you watch, as I said Monday night or, or Monday morning, uh, early Monday morning, Yanks will go on one of those typical Yankee runs where they win 7 of 10 or 8 of 10, and all will be right with the world. They've just got to make sure that they clean up. You know, we talked about the Mets trying to trim the fat earlier this year. The Yankees need to do the same. And they have to clean it up a little bit. I think it was encouraging last night to get the performance that they did. You know, look, Cole is going to be dominant uh, regardless. Every fifth day, the guy goes out there and dominates. That's what you want. Durable, reliable, consistent, dominant. But they get eight hits, spread it around a little bit. Obviously, Rizzo had three of them. They need Stanton, Rizzo, Glaber. They need these guys. You know, Bader obviously now being back. They need those guys to contribute. And I expect that they will, outside of Donaldson, who got booed off the stadium of, of turf last night. I mean, outside of Donaldson, that's part of the, the, the trimming of the fat process where the Yankees need to clean up that mess. Why they're going to hold Peraza down and have him continue to develop to me makes no sense other than potentially looking at not wanting to move too many parts around. And let's say they have an eye on potentially trading Glaber Torres, then bring Peraza up, move Volpe to second. Peraza is your shortstop. End of story. Or they're going to have to make a decision by keeping Volpe at short. You know, let's say they don't want to move him off of short. They said they don't want to send him down. They didn't say they don't necessarily want to move him off of short. Let's say that they don't want to do that. Then just bring Peraza up and have him play third and get rid of Donaldson. Well, Brian Cashman is going to take a lot of heat for that. Misreading what he had as far as Glaber Torres being a shortstop, going out there and trading for IKF, trading for Josh Donaldson. These are big issues that have hurt the Yankees quest to get to and win a World Series for the first time since 2009. But ultimately, this team will be fine. They may not be perfect. They will be fine. And it started last night with a terrific performance from Garrett Cole. 877-337-6666. We'll get your calls. Mets, Yankees, whatever else is on your mind on this now Wednesday morning. Whatever it is, maybe get into the Knicks a little bit. Matter of fact, I want to talk to Basketball Jones. We haven't had him on in a while, and I was going to try to get him on last night, but he was too busy. Can you imagine that, Basketball Jones? Too busy for me? Sal, can we do it another night? i got to get up early for work. I was like, all right. All right, you got it. So we'll talk to him coming up at 3 o'clock and get his thoughts on what Randall had to say, where the Knicks can go from here, what we're looking at with free agency. I don't really uh, need to get into the – NBA draft because the Knicks don't have a pick. But you know, I think the Zion stuff is interesting, so we can get into that. We'll have some fun talking with Basketball Jones coming up 
at 3 o'clock. And for those of you who don't know who Basketball Jones is, Sonny Carton, of course, known as Basketball Jones. We've had him on a couple of times before, so we'll have him on at 3 a.m. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Superbook Sports, bring that big bad energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code JERSEYFAN to score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to 250 bucks with promo code JERSEYFAN. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions or download the Superbook New Jersey app in the App Store, enter the promo code JERSEYFAN, and you'll get 250 bucks, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Now, some of you may have heard the, you know, the station is going to undergo uh, some lineup changes now with Craig moving on, and congrats to him. Of course, we mentioned that last week when the news came out as he will be going to Fox Sports full-time. And, you know, they announced the changes yesterday on the Carton and Roberts show with Tiki moving to afternoons along with Sean Morash. And, of, of course, that leaves a vacancy during the middays. And I have been fortunate enough to be able to get that opportunity alongside BT to move to middays, which means it is the end of the overnights for me. Now, I'm not going anywhere just yet. We have, what is today? So today's Wednesday morning, and then I'll be on again tonight slash tomorrow morning for the Thursday morning show. And then next week, three shows, and that's it. I'll be moving to afternoons on Friday, filling in with Keith McPherson. You know, the summer schedule is going to be a lot of fill-in stuff. And then the following week, I'll be off Monday and Tuesday going out east. So uh, just happened to take those days off before I had any idea what was going on. And then next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be my last three overnight shows. So it is very important to me to at least connect with some of the regulars. And I appreciate the listeners, even if you don't call in. But if you have been a caller of this show, it's very important to me to at least hear from you before we say goodbye to the overnights for good next Friday. Like I said, today... Tomorrow, and then three shows next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, on the overnights. And then the summer schedule will start and be filling in during the day for a little bit before eventually the new schedule kicks in for good on July 24th. 877-337-6666. One of the regulars on the line right now, Mickey the Gravedigger. Mickey? Sal, the greatest, man. What's going on, pal? How we doing, Mickey? Good, I'm doing good. I'm good. It's funny, uh, you know, um, you know, Rosie didn't answer, and, and I don't know who's behind the glass answering the phone, and I'm like, they're like, hi, uh, where are you from? I'm like, it's Mickey the Gravedigger. They're like, Mickey the what? I'm like, the Gravedigger. <laughs> we like, got Rami what? training on the board yeah, this week. He so, yeah. He's probably the first time he's ever heard anybody said that they were a Gravedigger. <laughs> 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 but, Sal, bro, um, 
I love you, and you know this. And uh, this phone call is nothing about the Yankees. It's all about you. It's all about me. Uh, you know, I got I took an overnight um, last year. Uh, it was the roughest year of my life, uh, and uh, you know about it. Um, I lost a child this year. Um, I went through a divorce this year, um, and um, you know, you got me through it. And um, you know, you talked to me when you didn't have to talk to me. You you invited me out when you didn't have to invite me out. You um, you 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 went above and beyond to go and 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 make me feel welcomed and make me feel like family to you. And um, there's nothing going to be like that ever on this radio station. And there's nothing going to be like that ever the way you cared about me and the way you cared about the regulars that called into this station that because you loved us because you knew we loved you and we loved how that is going to be and you know what the show is going to be awesome i told you earlier when we whatever when we were talking and mm-hmm. it's going to be fire you and bt are going to connect it's going to be the number one rating in the country. I'm telling well, you. Well, let me just uh, let me stop week. you there. Let me stop you there for a second. And first of all, say thank you. Okay. And you know how I feel about you as well, Mickey. And you're right in that I do love each and every one of you because without the listeners, without the callers, on the overnight show, there is no overnight show. I mean, you've heard me many times start to say, hey, look, if you guys aren't going to call, I'm, I'm going home. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't need to hear my own voice for five hours. Sometimes these mm-hmm. are long shows, and it is a bonding experience that we share. And look, I've learned from the best to ever do it on the overnights, whether it be Steve Summers or Joe Beningo or working with Tony Page and so on. So it's just a different type of show. Uh, I will tell you this, as, as excited as I am to go do the show with BT, it's a totally different show. There will not be you know, five to ten minute calls spent with exactly. each and every one of There's you. There's not going to be connections anymore. There, we won't no, be, you won't, it won't don't, be don't say that. Look, let, let me tell you something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that we still try to do the same things that I did, whether it's going to hang out with you guys watching a Nick game or having a watch party or going to a game. We'll still try to do that stuff. So don't worry about that. I mean, no, that, I mean, that, that will the, happen. On the air talk, what I'm talking about is over. That's what I'm well, saying. And look, and the other thing is, the other thing With is right you have to it get, be because that you know, show look, has to flow. But you have to also make you understand that C-Mac, and I couldn't be happier for a guy who's earned it. He's done, did it the same way I did. Start as an intern, work your way up beyond the scenes, get an opportunity on the air, make the most of it. And that's the one thing I'm proud of most with all these changes is that it's from within. They're hiring from within. That is a very healthy way it, to operate. So, ever. It did no one change or nothing. And you know what? I was texting you last week, and you didn't say anything to me. I said, please. I'm like, come on, Sal. You, you're going to get a daytime slide. And you've seen it. You've seen it. I kept writing. Forget you better get a day slide. You better get a day slide. It, like, made my day. It's because, you know well, what? I appreciate um, that. You know what it was, too, Sal? Let me end. I'm going to end it with this, too. Um, you inspired me because how I said 13 years. Okay, so I'm injured, and you know that. So I'm out of work now. So like they're gonna be, I'm gonna so I'm gonna be sleeping normal nights all summer. So I wouldn't have been able to listen to you all summer. Now I'm gonna be able to listen to you, so which is awesome. And then, um, um, you know, also you gave me an inspiration. How 13 years ago a company fired you, and 13 years later you're getting hired. And um, you know, um, freaking 10 years ago a bad thing happened to me. Um, uh, almost to the date. And um, I am changing my life, and I'm starting a new career path, and I'm moving to South Florida, and um, is an inspiration, and your inspiration, Sal, and I love you, and I'll always call in, and I'll always talk to you, and you'll always be my boy, and you no matter, no matter what, I'm from the Bronx, and I'm a white dude, I got your back, son. Well, I appreciate it, Mickey, and thank you for the call. It means a lot to me, your words, of course. And remember, I'm not dying. I'm moving. Well, not that I know of. Anyway, knock on wood. I'm moving to the middays.
But I do appreciate the kind words. And thank you for allowing me to have some fun. You know, because I didn't really know. Mickey's a good example, right? Callers call up. And we kind of developed characters on the show, whether it's Taco, Frank, Stewart in Brooklyn, Hector in Washington Heights, Doug on Long Island, whatever, some some just standard calls, but some characters. And Mickey the Gravedigger became a character because he started talking about his grave digging and I was interested. And he he rolled with the punches, didn't you know take himself too seriously, was able to joke around and have some fun. So I appreciate that. And you did become a part of the show. And obviously, we do become friendly now. DMing on Twitter or whatever it may be. It's important to me, those relationships that uh, we've made here on the overnight over the last, I don't know, two and a half years, whatever it's been. Now, remember, I took over for JJ. I think it was, was it 2021? Yeah, it had to be April of 2021, which means... You should remember, it was the week your daughter was born. Right. That's why I just, you're exactly right, Fleegs. Two weeks prior to my daughter being born is when I started these shows five nights a week. I didn't start full time, but I started doing these shows full time. That's why I always get confused with the timeline. Now, even prior to that, I was doing regular overnights through the pandemic. I was doing two nights a week on CBS Sports Radio, which was simulcast here on The Fan. And even before that, when Tony Page left, is when I started to do my first regular shift. Other than that, it was always fill-ins, fill-in an overnight here, fill-in an overnight there, do like an evening shift, whatever. But once Tony Page left, that's when I got a set shift. And then from there, the pandemic hit, and that's when I got two set overnight shifts a week. And then from there, JJ left, and I got five set overnight shifts a week, April of 2021. Then I was signed full-time in November of 2021. So you're talking about over two years of doing the overnights five nights a week. And... You know, it's you. It, it takes a while to build an audience and build relationships, and all that stuff. But it's it's a long time. Two years is a long time. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, especially in comparison to, let's say, Beningo, who did it for what thirteen years or seven years. I don't even remember the exact date, but he did a long time. So, to me, it feels like a long time. Two years, or over two years. You know, even Fleegs and I working together. I mean, Fleegs, you remember that early on, just doing the stuff during the pandemic. Regularly, it was weird. I know you were close with JJ for a while, who, who did it for a while before me, and then he moved to Knights as well before moving on. I mean, we're going back a long time ago now, and it was different too during the pandemic, and then even right afterward. You know, just things changed, and that was a rough time for all of us. It was a weird guys- time because that was also when Steve and JJ were kind of bouncing back and forth time slots. You'd have a couple months where JJ was overnight, Steve was night, then they flipped, then they flipped back. We still had the simulcast sometimes. I think even when you started, you were doing Monday through Friday night. So we still had like the network simulcast on Monday morning. Right. Then you switched to the Monday morning. It was it was just it was a bizarre time. Right. And then even like technically I was filling in like you know Steve was doing the evening show, but he was when JJ was here doing the overnights, right? And then when JJ left, Steve moved up to the evenings. That yeah, because that, that was the week the baseball season started. That was the exact week that they, Steve was about to switch back to nights. Right. And then I was doing the overnights. Man, it's just, I, I can't even believe it. It feels like it's gone by in a blur. But you're in good hands moving forward with Fleegs, who will still be here, and C-Mac, who I love. Like I said, we kind of grew up together. I was here before him, but I remember helping him as we met him out in Vegas, and, you know, the story, and then he, he got the internship and has worked his way up ever since. And I know how badly he wanted this opportunity, and now he's going to get it. So I'm excited for him, and he'll build his audience and his following. He but definitely has the coolest, like, how he got to the fan story of anybody out there, right? Isn't that, isn't that wild? I mean, most of us just, you know, went to school or college or broadcasting school, whatever, and got an internship, you know, through the station. And C-Mac runs into a group of Moose, Brian Monzo, uh, myself, and I think Gio was out there at the time as well. 
And I forget because we did a couple of trips and it was me and Moose or whatever. But then he meets us out there, says he's a big fan of the station, loves Malusis, and Moose ended up getting an internship. And here we are. He's now parlayed that into a full-time hosting gig at the station. That's, I mean, that's incredible. That's like the dream. And that's why, Fleegs, you know, Francesa told me this once a long time ago. It always stuck with me. The, you know, everybody wants money or they want the end result. They want the fame, whatever it may be. The greatest gift that you can receive is opportunity. And C-Mac, in this particular case, by luck running into us, got an opportunity. And you're right, he turned that opportunity, which people could look at and say, yeah, well, big deal, you're going to get an internship. That is the beginning of opening the door to whatever he made of it. And look at what he worked himself into now. He took that opportunity and got himself a full... He was off the street, hanging out in Vegas with his friends, met Malusis, and got himself an internship and turned it into a full-time on-air overnight hosting position, which is very difficult to get. These jobs, they just aren't there. There's there's not a lot of them. That is an incredible job by C-Mac. Somebody's got to be able to give you the opportunity. Then you've got to make the most of it. And that's exactly what he did. So while I'm going to miss you guys, and I know, well, I hope some of you will miss me. I know some of you will miss me. But you'll be fine with C-Mac and Fleegs and you know it's just a, a different chapter and Marco Marco will be here that's right Marco now I hope now Fleegs are you working with me next week Wednesday so Thursday I, Friday I don't know about Wednesday but Thursday and Friday I'll be here I do not know about Marco I talked with Marco because I saw him during the day today when I was in there at four o'clock for the announcement and I'll tell you it was bizarre being in there during the day with so many people around it was a, and it's even weirder to think that my new schedule is going to have me there with everybody. Like I just, I haven't. It's it's been thirteen years, over thirteen years since I was there during the day when I was working on the Francesca show, five days a week. I mean, it's just bizarre. Anyway, I saw Marco for a little bit because he was filling in during the day. I think he is going to be doing. Uh, at least one of the shows next week. So I look forward to that, and we'll be there and hang out and and have some fun. But you know, it, it is there is a sadness to it. And look, to be honest with you, this shift while it and you guys work the overnights. A lot of you working overnights, listening, you know what it is. I mean, it's it's life. You gotta you gotta work when you when you gotta work. This shift is great doing the overnight show. It's a special shift for me. And my family and where I'm at in my life, you know, plus the SMY stuff, the schedule just became way too difficult to be able to keep up with. And fortunately, Craig got a great opportunity that he couldn't pass up, which opened up an opportunity for me. Thankfully, they thought enough of me to give me that opportunity. But you know, I don't know how much longer I could have taken the overnights, but I know that it's a valuable shift and a a very important show on the station i love it i love the bonding with the callers so i'm gonna miss that too but i will get my life back to a certain extent where i get to sleep uh, and have my wife you know and not get divorced how about that uh ian eagle was texting me congratulations today and he's like oh you're gonna get normal sleep now i was like yeah and it's a uh you know it's a life-changing move a divorce saving move which may not i mean we joke about it but honestly it may not be that far off but you guys have been great, and it's been great bonding with Fleegs and having fun talking with him and getting Marco involved and you know doing a different type of show. And that's all credit to Spike Eskin, our boss. He let look. Mark Chernoff brought me back here. He gave me an opportunity, a second opportunity, which I'll forever be grateful for. But Spike Eskin let me be myself more than any boss that I've ever had at any job ever before. He's let me be truly myself. And I think that's been a huge difference. 877-337-6666. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Really honored to talk to you tonight of all nights. And you're going to get a lot of those calls, and you deserve them all. It's um, If you Thank allow you, me Chris. for a second, I have yeah. so enjoyed the overnights with you and um, the conversations. And to me, I just connect so much 
uh, about what you bring. You're, you're so authentic and your knowledge, your passion, and your ability to also talk a little bit about your life really draws me in. And I just want to thank you for like, you know, the, the couple of years of this wonderful conversation. And you know, Sal, you're entertaining as well. And people, I think, sometimes lose the fact of that. We need that as well. You know, sports yeah. is great. It brings us together. We have our opinions. But man, we, at the end of the day, like just to talk to someone and hear the the voice on the other end of the line and, and get excited about the show, you bring it all the time. And I'm just forever grateful that you, uh, you've had that shift and that effect. Well, on thank me. you. Uh, Chris, thank you. You know, I love you as a loyal listener and a loyal caller. I appreciate that. So thank you for saying that. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, look, here, here's the reality of the situation, right? You know, I'm raw and unfiltered and I'm just being myself. Like I'm not talented. I'm just being myself. So it's a credit to the bosses for letting me be myself. And what I am is somebody who grew up listening to this radio station, somebody who grew up calling this station. Like I am you, I called yeah. this station 1995, my first call ever to WFAN the night that the Mariners beat the Yankees, I want to say in game four of the division series, with Edgar Martinez getting a couple of big hits, I called Joe Beningo, and then I was a regular caller to Francesa. I called Mike and the dog. I would call Steve Summer. Like, that's me. And then I turned that into a passion to be able to go to broadcasting school, meet Bob Husler, get an internship, and I worked my way up from the ground floor with zero contacts or anything like that. I got in through a broadcasting school internship through Bob Husler, worked my way up as an intern for 20 years, and yeah. now I've been given this opportunity. So it really is an incredible story. Sometimes I have to remind myself, but I appreciate that, Chris. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for sharing. Was that the night Griffey scored on the hit? Was that that night? Uh, no, like that was from... game five oh, where right, they won. Right. Mine was the – my call was the – I want to say it was like a Saturday night or something. It might have been a Friday. I don't know. It was the game – I'm pretty sure it was the game before that. It was not the final game with Griffey scoring. Got it. And isn't it amazing how we, we earmark those parts of our lives with these sporting events, too? That shows you how – much of our passion you know it leads us right it's incredible you 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 remember like all reference points are dating back to sports somehow whether it is you know a Mets game a Yankees game a football game whatever it may be oh yeah I remember that that was when blah 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 beat blah 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 exactly and you know I'd imagine listen you know there's something about bonding late at night uh the nighttime brings out a lot of uh interesting feelings and you know, I work a lot at night and, you know, I also went through some, some stuff in life the last couple of years, you know, made me, I was just awake and I, you know, I needed some company, man. And you were always there. And, you know, now things are different for me and change is a beautiful thing. So I, I cannot wait to hear you in the daytime. And I know there's going to be just big things ahead and really exciting things ahead. And and like you said, thank you, Chris. C-Mac will be great at night because he has that ability to really engage and uh, Fleegs is awesome. So, you know, new chapters for everyone, but that can bring great things as well. Well, thank you, Chris. No, I appreciate that very much. And you're right. At the end of the day, you know, we're sports fans, but you know, I also like to entertain. And I hope yeah. that I can provide some sense of escape or entertainment value throughout the course of a show, whether it's a three- or five-hour show, to help you guys the same way that Mike and the dog or Steve Summers, either they helped me take my mind off of whatever was going on in reality. This is a nice escape to be able to be you know, entertained and talk some sports with you. You've absolutely done that, and uh, you know, forever we'll ever, always remember that. Now, let me talk just a little sports with you, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm, I'm Enough about me. Right please talk about sports. Let's go. <laughs> well, I'm an emotional person. I work in a creative field, so these things uh, a lot to me to express that. Thanks a lot. So thanks. You know, Sal, on the net, you've been saying this, and I want to go back to where you were last year, what we spoke about last year, and you said at a certain point, Got to believe the team is what they are. And honestly, you know, I'm kind of on a day-to-day basis with the team. But I love them. I'm always going to root for them. It's in my heart and soul. But I can't get that up and down on a day-to-day basis because I don't have that same inherent sense of, like, you know, they're going to win this game. They, they know what it's, what it's about to take two out of three. I don't necessarily trust that they can do that. So I have to look at it a little differently. And, you know, I didn't have that feeling – going into this game that, like, oh, Verland is going to lock it down and they're going to somehow find a way to beat this terrific pitcher. And, you know, not that I'm any kind of genius, but last year in these same situations, 
someone always stepped up in a way and they kept surprising me for the first couple months. And then I just said, well, this is what they are. So this is what the Mets are. I think this is what the season is going to be. You know? And un- unfortunately, Chris, and as always, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Fun to talk with you, and thank you for the kind words. You know, unfortunately, sometimes they're all lost years. Unfo- and unfortunately, with the Mets, more often than not, they've had lost seasons. I The thing that bothers me more than anything is that it's coming off of a year where you felt like it was the beginning of a different run. This was supposed to be different because of King Cohen, because of Buck, because of what the Mets accomplished a year ago. This was supposed to be the beginning of a successful run where they had consistency and sustained success. We keep hearing those words, sustained success, which is so important to them. And it's something they've never had in the history of the franchise. Never had it. And we gave you the examples. You know, you could go back to the 80s, but we don't have to go back that far. Just go back to 2006. Oh, right and Reyes, here go the Mets. This is going to... I remember it vividly. The Mets are going to take over the town. The Yankees weren't great. You know, they were coming uh, a little bit uh, you know, down from the dynasty. And, you know, 05, 06, 07, 08, not great years for them either. But you were, the Mets in 06 were ready to take over the town. We know what happens in game seven of the 2006 NLCS. But you're still thinking, all right, get them next year. And they had a big lead. Seven game lead with 17 to play in 2007. And they collapse, an epic collapse. And they've never, were able to recover. So it was really, 06 was the peak of that run. 07 collapse, 08, they close out Shea Stadium by losing on the final day of the year, getting eliminated from the postseason and saying goodbye to Shea. You know what happened after, you know, 09 with Madoff, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, not until 15 they go to the World Series. Then you're thinking, hey, maybe this is going to be a thing here. This young team, 2016, they could be even better. With that young starting rotation, And then, no, 2016, all the injuries, lucky to make a wild card spot. Only the second time in the franchise history did they make the postseason in consecutive years. 99 and 2000, 2015, 2016. And then all the down years since then until last year. But this was supposed to be different. Because of Cohen's investments, richest owner in the sport, highest payroll, expanded postseason. Like, there were all these different factors that basically led us to say, the the worst is beyond us. We're never going to see another time again where the Mets and Yankees don't make the playoffs. They'll both make the playoffs every year. How could you not? Well, the Mets are showing you right out of the gate how you could not. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. We'll talk some basketball. Basketball Jones. Sonny Carton coming up in a little bit at 3 o'clock. We'll take your calls until then. We'll take your calls after then. Whatever's on your mind on this Wednesday morning. Yankees win. Mets lose. Stop me if you've heard that before. Nicole is calling from Ronkonkoma. Good morning, Nicole. Morning, Sal. Congratulations on the new new ship. I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Nicole. It's uh, I'm excited about it. I still can't believe it's actually real life, but I am excited about it. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. I, um, As somebody who had a small child during times when I worked until 4 or 5 a.m. until she was like 8 years old, um, it's, it's so tough. And I'm so happy that you get to spend more time with your family. It's, it's such a great, such a great new time slot for you. Really excited. Well, thank you. Yeah, my wife is excited about it as well. I still haven't figured out how exactly. See, for me, it's going to be great because I could sleep normally and obviously be on you know, at, at great hours, 10 a.m., but I'm still going to be doing the SNY shows, so it's not like I'm going to be home all day. I'm going to be out of the house for a while as far as the commute goes. You know, It's a tougher commute, so I still have to figure that out. But I do know my wife is happier. I don't know if she's going to be her happiest until I figure out a way to be home a little bit more often. 
You'll figure it out. It'll come. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm getting to catch you right now because I'm on my way to the airport on my to go to Mexico for my daughter's 21st birthday celebration. So I decided, I was actually speaking to Hector earlier today about I'm mm. giving up baseball for an entire week. And I'm going to not pay attention to anything. Not going to turn my MLB app on. Not going to look at any of the notifications. And I don't believe you. I, I, I don't believe you. I, I, it sounds great. It sounds great, Nicole, and I think it's healthy, and you probably should do that. There's no chance in hell you'll be checking in. You'll, be, you'll find a spot in Mexico to watch that Met game this afternoon. <laughs> I will. I'm not. There's 22 of us going. I already told everyone, so distract me. Please distract me. I want to I come home to, like, a really nice streak and not know. I don't want to know the details. I just want to come home and feel like we're in a better place. This year has been painful for the Mets fan, no yeah. question about it. I got to ask you, though, I mean, I think that's a great job by your daughter, inviting her mom to celebrate her 21st birthday party. Not many kids would do that. I mean, who do you think paying for it, Sal? Well, that is true. I, I hey, understand, but, what yeah, you, but still. What, you, what you'll really like is that it's not just her mom that's going. It's I'm going with some of my friends and a couple of cousins, but also her dad is going with his girlfriend. And his family. So this is like the first time we've been on like a family vacation since we broke up when she was like a year old. Wow. There's going to be some drama yeah. here. You bring in any, any cameras for the reality show? This would be some great digital content. <laughs> no, I, I'm not bringing any cameras. But um, <laughs> I think everybody's going to have a camera in their hand. It's pretty much how it goes these days. <laughs> there's no way, so. Nicole, there's, there's no way, especially, and, and thank you for the call, and thank you for the kind words, and have safe travels, and happy birthday to your daughter. There's no way that you will be able to avoid baseball. And Nicole obviously loves the Mets more than anything. There's no way you'll be able to avoid what your lousy Mets are doing while you're there. You're going to watch the game. You're going to be all about it. You can't help yourself. As sports fans, we wish we could turn the page. We wish we could move on. We wish we didn't care so much sometimes because it hurts so bad. Val is calling from the Bronx. Val? Sir, my man. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, Val. How are you? I got to drop the baby boy. You a big man now, son. Moving up to the day. You oh. got to drop the baby boy. Say, done, Sal Licata, king of the daytime in wow. NY and all sports stores. What's going on? Yeah, we got some work to do. I will say this, that I've always treated any shift that I work like it was prime time. So some people say, oh, you're just on the overnight. I don't care. What I'm on, I feel like it's prime time. So... Uh, I just got to carry that mentality to the middays with BT and just make it, you know, whatever show I'm on, I feel like it's the most important airspace and uh, and go have some fun with it, you know? No, I hear you, Sal. You know, everything that I've I've heard since the show started, the previous callers, Nicole, um, Chris, um, you know, the grave digger, everybody just kind of like, they, everything they said was pretty much kind of stealing my thunder. And I'll tell you something else, too. I got some sports talk I want to talk to you about, but if I can get a few minutes just to let you know, man, I, I, I really feel like you're like a brother from another mother. And I say that with the most reverence because I'm, I'm a person that doesn't have a lot of friends. You know what I'm saying? But in the real life, I do have a brother. And my brother in my real life is my best friend. And when I say to you that you're like a brother from another mother, I know it sounds kind of facetious because we don't really know each other like that. But you are constant in my life, bro. I look forward to listening to you on my way home from work. I look forward to listening to everything that you got to say. There are times in my life, in, in the recent history, where I've literally stopped and stood back and said, what would Sal do? You know, that's <laughs> how I feel about you, brother. Seriously. And, and I, I'm, I'm, it's a bittersweet thing. And we went through this with, with Keith's paternity leave. And I told you that it was a bittersweet thing. But I'm happy for you. And I know it's a big thing for you and the family. It's, it's good, especially with that young lady at home. It's good for you to have that that kind of schedule. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you got to do with the other stuff to kind of shuffle things around and give yourself a little bit more time, but it's going to be a beautiful thing. And I'm very, very, very happy for you. I feel well, almost thank like. Thank you, Val. I feel I, almost I, like. 
I appreciate it. And let me just say this. You, you know, it's crazy that you say it. You know, I'm here for you, right, five nights a week. Well, you guys are here for me as well. And I talk to you. If you if you call this show regularly and you're one of the people that do, Val, I talk to you more than I talk to a lot of, like, my actual friends in real life or family members or all that. We talk regularly. You and I talk basically once a day. Think about that. You, Hector, whoever, you know, the regular calls, Eric and Ron Congo. I talk to you guys more so than, than, than my actual friends in real life. Isn't that crazy? It's a call that we got to make, bro. We look forward to making that call. We, we you know, we sit down and we're, we're not, okay, I get out of work. Like for me, it's like I know 2 o'clock, I'm rushing to make sure that when I walk outside, I can hit and hear that first open because I want to hear everything that's going on. We look forward to talking. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's something about the overnight, and, and I was about to say that too because it's almost like, like I, I don't know, you know, you watch enough movies and you see like the small town, how the community comes out when the... the the kid is, you know, moving on to a new job or, you know, he just got the scholarship. And it feels like, the over, it sounds like the overnight community is, is you know, we losing something, but we pushing you forward, bro. We, we really got love for you. Nothing but love right. for you. Nothing and but I appreciate love for that. you, fam. Real I appreciate talk. it. And I really hope everything works out. You know what? But not even to say hope that everything works out. I know you're going to go out there. You're going to show them something. You're going to change daytime fan radio. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like that. So it's all good. But to, to, to get to – I have two sports stuff that I want to drop in there with all the other emotional stuff. Excuse me, New York. I'm sorry, but bear me a moment. The Yankees, I'm happy. Like I told you, I, I felt good. Beta came back, and it was, it was so interesting that the first thing that happened was him getting on base and somebody bringing him home. You know what I'm saying? That's that spark plug that I was talking about. Rizzo all of a sudden seemed like he had a beautiful night, and I don't know if it was because – there were things going on in front of him, and he felt motivated. I don't know what it was, but, but even he did something. But what I will say, this whole thing with, like, three runs a night, you know, this whole thing was, like, you put up a couple runs in the first few innings, and then all of a sudden everybody's back goes cold. Even that, that's what I was talking about when I was saying, like, we wasted a week and a half. There were games where we were, like, we just go dead after a while, and I don't know why they just stopped playing the game. You know what I mean? But and I'm that's a, not going like, to work. It's not going to work, not, Val. And I, I, I got to let you go. I'm sorry. And I, I, I hate to even do that, but I have to let you go because we got to get to the update because I got to get uh, to our guest coming up here. It's you know, past three o'clock already. But I just want to say before I finish the Yankee point, thank you for all the kind words and thank you for your loyal listenership and for calling all the time. And make sure you, if you can, we'll get back to us. I'll be doing the overnights, like I said, t- tomorrow and next week as well. So I'm sure I'll talk to you, but uh, I'd love to hear from you during the midday. As well, Yankees can't just score three runs a game. Not that they're trying to to only do that, but they they are built to mash. And on a night where Garrett Cole is on the mound, you could get away with the three runs. On a night where Luis Severino or Clark Schmidt or somebody else is on the mound, you're going to need to score more runs. So it's nice that they got those three runs and Cole was able to make it stick going over to Clay Holmes. Ended the losing streak. The bat's got to pick it up. And it's not just about waiting for Aaron Judge. It's about Stanton. It's about Torres. It's about Donaldson, Rizzo. And I say Donaldson, I think he's washed up, but they're relying on him to do something. Do something, please. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.